A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the Hatchery. The tall one picked up the receiver, staring at Franklin while he listened. Got it. Thanks. He shook his head at the short one. Negative. Franklin's eyes grew wide with fear. Look, I'm telling you the truth. He's there. His name is Arthur, and he has been living with the ex- Shut up, interrupted the tall one. He turned to the short one. Give him another dose. Crank it up this time. Franklin braced himself while the piercing waves riddled through his body. His ears were ringing from the intensity of the sound. His instinctive reaction was to place his palms over them, but his arms were securely strapped against his sides. He squirmed from side to side, whimpering in pain. When it was over... Franklin took a few seconds to regain his ability to speak. What do you want me? No more, please, he gasped. Forget about Arthur. Tell us about your girlfriend and her little girl suggested the taller one. I told you, she adopted her. There's nothing else to tell. The short one shook his head slightly as a warning, but Franklin didn't see the gesture. He was squeezing his eyes shut in anticipation. Give him the full dose, the tall one ordered. The short one bent over the gurney and whispered into Franklin's ear. Listen to me. This has been known to do a lot of damage. Do you understand? If you've got something to share, I'd suggest you tell us now, before it's too late. Franklin opened his eyes and looked frantically from the tall officer back to the short one. He let his chin drop to his chest. I can't. I don't know anything. As the short one turned the knob on the monitor, Franklin's body surged with current as it elevated slightly from the gurney. A molar cracked from the vibration in his head. His eyes rolled back. Minutes passed as the two officers watched Franklin's limp body gradually stop quivering. The short one turned to the tall one. We might have overdone it. I don't think... Franklin forced his eyes open as a bit of spittle dribbled from his lips. 
He tried to speak, but all he could manage was a hoarse, barely audible whisper. He was desperate for the torture to be over. He knew another dose would kill him. The tall one smiled. You're a lot tougher than I gave you credit for. He leaned close into Franklin's face. Now tell me. Tell me about George's daughter. He reached his hand toward the dial, watching Franklin's face. Franklin squeezed his eyelids hard. Not looking at the officer made it easier to do. He forced the words through his vocal cords. She's my... I'm her father. With that, Franklin's head dropped to the side in defeat, and he passed out. That'll do, grinned a tall one as he picked up the receiver. Georgia was rushing Roxy to the border of Sector B, wondering all the while how she had made it this far to the boundary of her sector without being stopped. She could see the barbed wire fence at the base of the fuming volcano that was the source of Sector B's sulfur season. She coughed, pulled the collar of her jumpsuit over her mouth, and adjusted Roxy's little jumpsuit in the same manner. Mommy, I can't breathe so good. <coughs> Roxy coughed. Can we go home now? No, baby. We have to go somewhere safe. It won't be long now, I promise. But I don't like it here. I want to go back to Auntie Sheila. She started to cry. Georgia crouched down and faced her daughter. Roxy, listen to me. We can't go back. It's very dangerous, do you understand? There are people... There are people who want to hurt us. We can't go back. We have to get over that fence. She looked hard into Roxy's face. Do you understand? Roxy nodded, struggling to contain her tears. Yes, Mommy. Georgia grabbed Roxy by the hand and pulled her towards the fumes. Don't be afraid, Rox. Mommy's here. I won't let anything happen to you. Georgia could see the fence growing menacingly taller as they got closer. She wondered how in the world they could possibly make it over the rusty barbs that curled high along the edge. She tried not to let Roxy see her panic. Keep moving, she told herself. There's got to be a way. When they finally reached the base of the fence, gunshots began to riddle the ground at Georgia's feet, missing her by inches. She reached down to pick up Roxy, who was screaming in terror at this point. It's okay, it's okay, she whispered, trying to keep her voice steady. She looked up, surveying the tall fence in her way that seemed as insurmountable as the volcano behind it. She was frozen. It was impossible. She felt something grab at Roxy, pulling her out of her arms. I've got her. I've got Maggie. Follow me, Joyce. It was Arthur. She had no idea where he had come from. Come on, Joyce. You can do this. You want to save Maggie, don't you? Come on. It's our only chance. Georgia shook her head in confusion, but she followed him. What else could she do? 
The yellow haze was so thick at this point, she couldn't see more than two feet ahead of her, but she followed Arthur's voice and the choking cough and cries of her daughter. They had reached a remote section of the fence. Not knowing what else to do, she dug the toe of her boot into the wire and clung to the diamond-shaped openings to pull herself up. It was a slow struggle, but the sound of the gunshots fueled her effort. Looking up, Georgia could see Arthur near the top of the fence, with Roxy clinging to his neck. Oh, God! Oh, God! Please, cut! She whispered as she pulled herself up. I'm coming, Arthur! I'm coming! She could hear more gunshots in the distance. She had to hurry. As she got closer to the top, the menacing barbs punctured her arms. The intensity of the pain was hard to ignore. Here! Climb over me. I, I've got her. Take that. The bullet silenced him immediately, but his arms held fast, holding Roxy over his head. He had sprawled his ample body over the barbs. The bullet that hit the back of his head must have been a relief from the excruciating pain he had endured for her sake, for Roxy's sake, for Maggie's sake. Georgia realized at that moment what had been missing from Arthur's tormented memory. He had held his own little daughter over those barbs. She was the one who was shot at the border fence so many years ago. He was reliving that terrible memory. Georgia reached across Arthur's body and grabbed Roxy from his arm's stiff grasp. She placed Roxy's arms around her neck. Hold on to mommy, Rox. Hold me tight. She was crying quietly as she crawled over the soft body that protected her and her daughter against the barbs that pierced deep into Arthur's belly. Thank you. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Arthur, she whispered. As she eased herself to the other side of the fence, she gently dropped Roxy to the ground. Okay, now, run! Run fast! Roxy took off toward a bank of bushes at the base of the volcano. That's it! Run! Run! Georgia jumped down, and before running after her daughter, looked up one last time at the mangled, limp body of the large man entangled in a spiral of sharp wire. Whatever terrible things you did, Arthur, all is forgiven. Rest in peace, cousin.